0: bring it home with sarah and Neil. sarah woo i know i'm still full from last <laughs> week <laughs> did you eat a lot
1: oh i love thanksgiving
0: food i like, know for the next day or two <laughs> you know what it's always such a good time yes, and now yes. we're making the transition because santa claus is coming to town i'm telling you what and i tell you what <laughs> four weeks from today is the day after christmas.
1: Oh gosh, I don't want to rush it. Did
0: that make you excited or nervous? Well, I
1: this spirit for sure, but you know it just comes and goes so
0: quickly. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, another thing that happens quickly is all the kitchen and food stuff we have to do.
1: Yes, it's a I lot. I mean,
0: it comes upon us like a breeze. So, Kerrygold, the Butter folks, yes. okay, did a survey in December of 21, and they found that 9 out of 10 Americans say that the holiday meals Make them stressed or nervous. Okay. So this is more than shopping, more than <laughs> gifting, wrapping, all the other stuff. Nine, They're most nervous. Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Okay. You ask 10 people, nine of them stress out okay. about the kitchen stuff.
1: Well, there is a lot of pressure put on the food. Are you stressed out a little bit? Um, Not too bad, but I do have, I am hosting like one side of my family's Christmas for the first time ever. So right. well, that's stress. I, yeah,
0: I can. See you should this. be stressed. Okay. You, <laughs> and, and let me tell you what they're stressed about. Okay. Okay. 44% said that they're worried about their meals tasting good. 43% are worried about cooking the right amount of food oh, for yeah. the guests. You have how many coming? Um, Over 20. So you got to do some calculations, yes. make sure you've got the right amount of everything. Forty-two percent are worried about the timing of the food. Okay, that's probably me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like
1: making it online.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. But only 29% say that they were stressed about what to have.
1: Yeah, that's not a that's not a worry that I have.
0: Well, some family they're expecting those traditional favorites. Yeah, and so. if you've never cooked it before, it could be extremely uh, there. You word, go. So. But we are fortunate today because we're gonna have a little holiday kitchen coaching. Yeah. We have got a very special guest joining us today. We have Chris-Ann Blair. Now, Chris-Ann, she is known as the Christmas coach. I love it. And she's the founder of ChristmasOrganizing.com. And I will tell you, she's just Mother Christmas to me <laughs> because she's Christmas all day, every day. Chris-Ann, welcome to Bringing It Home with Sarah and
2: Oh, thank y'all so much for having me. I'm so
1: excited to be here to get to talk about my favorite topic, Christmas and food. Talking (laughs) about Christmas. That's so awesome. Well, I've got a question for you to kind of kick our our interview off, Ann. What really sparked your interest in like twenty four seven Christmas, and how did you become a Christmas coach?
0: And she really is twenty four seven Christmas. Okay. I mean, all year. Yeah, she thinks about Christmas.
1: So, what brought that on, and how did you become the
2: Christmas coach? Yeah. So when I was little, um, well, just growing up, my my mother was a teacher, and that meant our finances were, we had to f- figure out. You know, different ways to extend our the money that we had, but she loved Christmas and she gave me the love for Christmas. And we always bought gifts for our extended family in West Virginia. And so she taught me how to plan all year because when you're on a limited budget or you need to budget it out a lot, you've got to plan it out over an extended amount of time. You can't just say Oh, it's December 1st. I'm just going to go and buy everything I need. Oh and God. so that was really a great way. And then when my kids were little, I had what I call my meltdown Christmas where everything went wrong. Mm. And I was so upset at myself because I knew what to do. You know, I I just had procrastinated everything it, to the point that that year my kids were like one in three, I think. And the only the bottom part of the Christmas tree was decorated because I put them on the floor and all the pictures would just have the bottom part of the Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I said, then I said, I know what to do. I just need people to help keep me accountable. And so I was on something back in the day they called one list, which later on became Yahoo groups. So, and I was already on there for a group called friendly freezer, which was all talking about, um, make ahead foods to put in your freezer and stuff. And so I was like, if we can have 800 and some people on this, surely I can find 20 people to talk about Christmas all year oh, long. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I did. And lo and behold, more than 20 people signed up. And it just, even, even in the beginning, I just called it Christmas 99 because I was just looking towards the Christmas of 1999. And then when I realized I really, there was a niche out there that people wanted to talk about Christmas year round and plan on it. I changed the name to Christmas organizing and I haven't looked back.
0: Well, and I tell you, I'm holding in your book right now, your Christmas Planning 101 book, the first step in creating your Christmas plan. Now, a, a lot of people find the holiday season to be joyous, but very stressful. So, how in the world can we think about Christmas all year and plan for it? without having stress all year. You might have heard the statistics that these people are worried about their holiday meals and they didn't even start thinking about it all year long.
2: Absolutely. So what what my motto is, I I always say you can never have a stress-free Christmas. You can just have a less stressful Christmas. Oh, I like um, that. You know, because there are things in our lives that we cannot control. Um, you cannot control if someone gets sick, you cannot control if you have if you fall down the flight of stairs, you know, and hurt your skin, your knees up, you cannot control certain things, um, somebody changing their plans. But what you can control is what where you can have less stress, things like deciding what food you're going to make for Christmas earlier than December 1st, you know, so you can start planning that out. Those are things you can control. You may not control whether or not you burn something, but you can control what you're having. So I usually uh, encourage people if they don't want to do a lot is to set up their Christmas notebook and then work on the 101 plan. And making out their list. The um, Christmas Planning 101 is all about making lists and getting that outline for your Christmas plans done. And like maybe pick a day of the month, like this, like the 25th of each month to sit down and work for a little bit on your different um aspects of it and, or do something like all of July for Christmas in July, start working on your plan so that you have planned out a few things. It doesn't have to be 365 days a year um, to do it, but just even an hour a month or working on it, you know, just in bits and pieces throughout the year can really help with that stress level.
1: That makes a lot of sense that I think I'm really going to keep in mind personally, <laughs> Not trying to be stress-free, just less stress.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't like that. Well, we need some kitchen yeah. coaching to try to reduce yes. some of the stress.
1: So talk to us about how you budget for your holiday foods. Like, how do you go about out, figuring out an amount of money? Okay,
2: so this is a really big thing for me because the very first Christmas I was married, and I've been married 30 years now, I went to the grocery store And I said, I'm going to buy all my baking stuff. And this was like in December. And I went and I got all the stuff that I needed to make fudge and haystacks and um, apple cakes and just all this stuff that I was going to have at Christmas. My bill was over two hundred dollars. That was almost my entire grocery budget for the entire month. Oh,
1: wow.
2: And I like freaked out. It was really a eye opening experience that I would re- I work on never repeating again. So what I do is you ha- I-, I make out a list ahead of time. And throughout the year, but I mean, you can still do it. Even, even this close to Christmas, you can still do it, sit down and decide on what it is you want to make. And try to find some like items that use the same kind of ingredients is one thing that you can buy. Like instead of buying individual bags of chocolate chips, if you have um, like I make black bottoms and I make chocolate chip cookies and things like that, things that will take chocolate chips, do some grouping things so you can buy a bigger bag of chocolate chips. Yeah, instead of the sense. little ones, you know, so that's really um, important. And now if you start earlier and I start, Working with people on, we start on January seventh, um, and you make out that <laughs> list. Happy
0: New Year! Now let's <laughs> make our Christmas list.
2: Um, You make you make out that list of the foods that you're wanna, wanting to, whether it's baking or you're cooking or whatever foods you want to have during the the Christmas season. Um, then you make that out and then divide your lists up into non perishable and perishable foods. And like around August, I start buying non-perishable foods at the grocery store every time I go to the grocery store
1: mm. and you I have a separate did that this this uh late summer I bought a bunch of flour and sugar mm-hmm. and powdered sugar yep oh, so you're ready like I've actually done this you've been Christmas planning I didn't even know it either <laughs> <Yeah.
2: And laughs> the only key, the I'm only I'm key is that, yeah the only key is to have a separate location to put it in so you don't use so it by accident. It, yes <laughs> I uh I agree because my
1: daughter found my chocolate chips. <laughs> exactly.
0: Nothing left. I'd have nothing left. Have nothing left.
1: Yes. So
0: you talk in your book about having a calendar so that you can schedule the Christmas tasks. What would that include when it comes to the food planning? I know we gotta, you know, schedule when we're gonna wrap and when we're gonna, you know, do those things. What about right. the food planning?
2: Yeah, so you wanna you wanna schedule grocery shopping. Um, uh, one of the things that I have is a planning page to go to the grocery store, and it includes like so you can buy little pieces here and there, like I was talking about the not the non perishable foods, um, canned foods for um, uh, to give to the homeless or to the uh, like to rifa or to your food. Uh, food bank. Um, I always have that on there. So I have these like lists of foods that I need to buy and I'll take those to the grocery store. So I put that on the calendar, you know, so that I remember to do that. But also when are you going to cook? You know, when are you going to make cookies and bake and stuff on your calendar? Put that on there. prep days. Um, I really encourage people to help with the stress of Christmas cooking and baking is to have things. Me, foods that you can make ahead of time? Maybe not the turkey, but, you know, can you make the dressing ahead of time? <laughs> yes. and I definitely
0: can make the dressing ahead of time.
2: Right. So what are the foods that you can do? So you have to have prep days, built in there otherwise all you're you're going to be stressed again so you plan out those prep days what can you make ahead of time put in the freezer what can you make ahead of time put in the refrigerator so you want to you want to account for those prep days
1: that makes a lot of sense you know just spreading it out Mm -hmm. so well let me ask you this because not every meal we eat in december is for a holiday <laughs> like we still have to eat our regular meals <laughs> so what do you typically plan you know to keep everybody fed on the other days especially that busy week leading up to christmas
0: well you know this is a good question because you know my refrigerator space is reserved right. for and what i'm using for christmas that. right do not use that right. i want to label some <laughs> stuff do not eat what do we yeah. do chris
2: Absolutely. So I called this December dinners. Um, and because we do have to still eat dinner, this is not, this is everyday meals. Um, and so I encourage, I have a, uh, a form in the book um, or a page in the book that talks about December dinners. And I have places to put down 25 different quick and easy meals, whether they're in the slow cooker, um, which, which the um, podcast y'all did on slow cooker safety is very important. Um, and so, but there's place to put slow cooker recipes, place to put air fryer, um, just quick and easy meals like spaghetti or, um, tacos, you know, you have those go-to meals that are really easy and, um, especially freezer meals too, like for tacos and spaghetti, for instance, I'll brown up a bunch of ground beef back in, say October. And then I'll bag them into one pound bags and put them in the freezer. So they're already cooked and seasoned how they need to be. And I just pull them out and dump them in with the, uh, with the taco, you know, to, to heat up for tacos or something like that. It's really important um, in December to have those kind of quickie meals because otherwise we get caught up in going out to eat and spending more money than we, than we actually mean to. Um, And so that's, so that's really important.
0: Sarah and I have decided to have a ground beef cooking day <laughs> in yeah. January. So we're excited <laughs> about that.
1: I think it'll benefit me year round to do that. Yeah,
0: I think so too. So you've got a page in the book, Chris Chrisanne, that's called Let Someone Else Cook. And that page stood out to us. It spoke to us. So <laughs> do you really give yourself grace and permission to not cook uh, during the time of Christmas because you're doing so much extra cooking for Christmas?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And um, one of the one of the whole things with that is to to really to to make a list. There's a place in there under the let's let someone else cook to write down places that you like to go out to eat or places that you would order in um, from because the point is, is that I, the sticker shock right now from going out to eat, I don't know if y'all have gone out to eat lately, but you know, just going to McDonald's can cost you $9 a person. Those, those adult happy meals were like 11 bucks a person. And if you're not planning on that, then you, you really can have a sticker shock and it can make your holiday budget go away really quick. And so if you go ahead and make out a list um, of places that you, that you can choose from when you're going, okay, I'm not, wanting to cook tonight, even though I have stuff in the freezer or we're out and we're not going to make it back in time, then you already have this list of places that you've pre-selected based on, um, cost and what everybody likes. And so instead of just going, where do y'all want to eat? You go, okay, here's our two choices. We can go here. We can go here. Um, but that would also include letting someone else cook is, um, having something, from, you know, from maybe a a food exchange with, with some other families, you know, you make up some extra meals during November, put them in the freezer and you swap out with other people. So, or maybe you invite people over to your house for dinner one night, you know, but definitely give yourself permission to do that, but just make sure that use the trick, um, to, you know, balance that cost with convenience.
1: Those are some great tips. Um, and I love the idea, like going back to your freezer, you know, just having stuff already prepared can save you money in the long run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's absolutely. And
2: even, even like I'm a big Aldi shopper and Aldi has some great um, pre-done meals that are in the refrigerated section. Uh, one year for Thanksgiving, we were out camping and we bought, they had turkey stuffed, turkey breast stuffed stuffed turkey breast sorry and um they were really quick and easy to do there are they the most nutritious no but you know what it was better and cheaper than going out to eat and it only took us about 10 minutes to make that meal so you'll idea. wait yeah. you'll you'll wait in the drive through line longer than 10 minutes <laughs> you know?
1: so yeah so so let's jump to Christmas morning breakfast. I know it's a big deal at my house, you know, but you don't want to take away time from that Christmas morning, you know, opening gifts and all that. What, what
0: time do y'all get up? We get up really early. <laughs> I mean, your breakfast is early.
1: Yeah. And I do some things. I'm wondering if I, if, if Chris and our Christmas coach will agree with what I do. I do Uh-oh. a lot of, I prep a lot the day before and just throw stuff in the oven while we're opening gifts. Mm. That's exactly, that's exactly what we do. We have two main
2: casseroles that are yes, a family <laughs> staple. One is they both use crescent rolls. One is crescent rolls, scrambled eggs, um, uh, sausage, browned up sausage and sharp cheddar cheese. Uh-huh. And then you put that together, put another layer of crescent rolls on top, put that in the refrigerator. The other one is um, you take a pound of sausage and brown it up and put a block of cream cheese in it, nice, mix it all so up. And do that too. <laughs> put it in there and when I get up, we we start with our stockings. So I put those in the oven while we're opening our stockings and in our house, it's not a free for all. Opening presents takes all day because we go one person at a time. We one well, we no,
1: one. we do too. Cause we want to <laughs>
2: see everything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I, gr- I grew up going to my grandmother's house, my mother's mother's house and there would be around 20 of us when we were all there. And it's like one, two, three, open your presents. And everybody opened presents and it was just mayhem. (laughs) And so when my kids were, when my kids were little, I'm like, Nope, you're going to open one. You're going to open one. And we take pictures of everybody opening each (laughs) one. and We have a record of what they got for that year. And I can compile a, a little book um, of all the stuff. Even now as adults, we still do that. So, yeah. So while we're opening the stockings, the casseroles are cooking. And then when the casseroles get finished, And we're finished opening stockings. We eat. And then we come and open up the main presents.
0: Okay. The Christmas coach says you can do it that way, Sarah. So (laughs) so you're on the the right right track. track. (laughs) Now, I want to know something that you mentioned in your book. They're called unassigned gifts. Unassigned gifts. So I'm curious about what those are. And what would some examples be of an unassigned food gift?
2: Okay. So unassigned gifts. This is for people who buy gifts all year round. Okay. I have a tendency, and this is, I have a tendency to buy things not knowing who I'm going to give it to, but just to buy it to go, oh, yeah, this will be great for somebody for Christmas. Um, and I will tell you, when my mother died, I inherited her gift closet, which is what we call it a gift closet of all her <laughs> unassigned gifts. Okay. So I had those to work into mine. I probably still in my gift closet have around, Eh, maybe 100 to 200 items oh, that are wow. not assigned. Okay. I'm, it's a really bad thing I have. Um, but even with food, as I do that, so like I make, I make a raspberry pepper jelly and I may not have, I may be making them for eight people, but my recipes, when I've made my batches, I end up with um, fifteen or sixteen jars of it. So the the leftovers would go into my unassigned gifts. Okay. 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 So that means that they're available to give as a gift, whether it's a hostess gift, um, or a gift for somebody who shows up that you didn't know you needed a gift for. I didn't <laughs> know you were coming. Yes. <laughs> have, anything so like that. So that could be true of food wise, that could also be true of um, if you're baking for your family, you may have some extras left over. Well, now you have an extra cookie box or something. So that would be an unassigned one. You won't want that to sit around long, but, um, but yeah, so that's what unassigned gifts
0: are. Love it.
1: Well, as we kind of wrap up our conversation this morning, we really want to drive our listeners to your website, christmasorganizing.com. Can you tell us what all we can find there? Yeah. So out on christmasorganizing.com, there
2: are links to everything that we're involved that I'm involved with. We've got a newsletter. Um, there's lots of information out there of challenges to do for all the different topics. It, okay. within Christmas did you say
0: challenges
2: <laughs> challenges yeah so you go so it's to help you kind of get prepared it's kind of like the the book but on the on the website okay. um, it doesn't necessarily have the forms that the books that the book does mm-hmm. but it like will say make a list of what you want to bake you know so each different topic has some challenges to do that's how with uh, Christmas organizing I started was giving people daily challenges and so this is kind of a all the time challenges that you need to do to get started. And then we have Facebook groups. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I'm doing uh, different videos on different topics. Um, And so all of that information is out there and uh, links to the Amazon book, to the books on Amazon and different things like that. Um, So just come to the website and take a peek and Follow whatever social media you're on or, um, you know, whatever you want to do that way, because there's lots of information that goes out and it's different ways in different places. So some people get more in depth uh, based on what it is and and some of them it's just a little tiny reminder of things to go. And, you know, it's just a great way to get different information to um, keep going all throughout the year.
0: Well, this is Christmas on steroids, but the <laughs> Christmas coach is going to have us prepared. So, and I have to say, Chris Ann, she's more than just an author and the Christmas coach. Um, she's a huge advocate for UT Extension and a big volunteer in Madison County, Tennessee. So thank you, Chris Chrisanne, uh, not only for your Christmas coaching, but also for your service to Extension.
2: Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to be on because I love listening to y'all. And so it's just a privilege to be part of the show.
0: Thank Thank you for sharing
2: your knowledge.
0: And thank you listeners for listening in on our conversation. Um, Go to christmasorganizing.com and get ready for your holiday season. In the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. See you all next time.